That's good enough for that. That was Rick Ross, baby. The devil is a lie. <laughs> I don't know. I was just feeling some like gangster rap right. this morning. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely thought that was Run the Jewels. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Not only, near I'm, as talented. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm only getting, uh, you know, I'm getting a pretty low fidelity song through. That is true. Know. Yeah. I, 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 I often wonder how much of the song you can actually hear on your end. <laughs> Weirdly enough, some weeks I hear it a lot more than others, which okay. I don't understand why. But regardless, uh, I don't know a lot about Rick Ross. I've never listened to Rick Ross ever. He, I, I know a few Rick Ross songs. I, 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 I went down the Rick Ross rabbit hole because I was super interested in him as a person, mostly because I found out that, um, you know, he he had this like very esteemed rapping career where he, you know, kind of made himself off as this, uh, uh, you know, drug dealer. Uh, you know the rap. He, he was going for the whole rapper aesthetic, uh, but then also I found out that he was a parole officer in Florida. He was basically a cop. So <laughs> what? What? That's pretty gangster, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. So everybody was like giving him a bunch of shit when they found out that out because it's like this guy's a joke. Um, Any kind of is, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I remember about Rick Ross is him just kind of being like memed. Yeah, a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyways, we're doing a podcast. Once again, I forget every time I hit record and then I just, you know, start talking to you. Yeah. Uh, We're back. Number 91. Yeah. 91. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited about this one today. Yep. Me too. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to bring the people up to speed on. But Mitch, I hear something in the air. What do you hear? And it sounds like a, like a. I think I hear it too. Miss what you drink. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Um, that was weird. That I don't, was kind of it weird. was kind of like a weird ASMR <laughs> thing at <laughs> <Right>? one point. <laughs> uh, I've got um, so this one is actually um, on Erica. I was uh, she was out and about yesterday, and she called me and she was at the store. She's like, "Do you need anything?" And I was like, "No, I'm good." Oh wait, I forgot. I have zero beer to drink on the podcast. Uh, so pick me something out nice. And she was like, kind of freaking out because she knew that if she picked a bad beer, I would like roast her on the podcast, which is oh, fair. I yeah. would. Yeah, um, true. But I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. She picked out a uh, Kentucky Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale, which sounds awesome. So oh. it's by that Kentucky Bourbon Company, and it's aged in bourbon barrels. So I've seen it around. I've had beers like it in the past, but I never really liked them. But this one sounds a little bit more interesting. I feel like I might like that one. Yeah, I've never had their cream ale. They have one that's like more popular around here anyway. Um, I think it's just called a Kentucky bourbon. And this is called the Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale. So like, I'm psyched about it. I mean, I like cream ales. I love vanilla. Uh, 
let's see what the, and I love bourbon, so. <laughs> I love all these things. So I put some bourbon in this to make it even. <laughs> that is fantastic. Is it good? <laughs> it's really good. It yeah. tastes like a cream soda, but just yeah. like it's alcoholic. So like what's not to love? Wow. I'll have to keep an eye out for those because that sounds good because I was thinking like, well, the thing that I don't like about these like bourbon aged beers is the alcohol taste is really strong mm-hmm. and it has that smokier flavor. But vanilla makes a lot of sense to me to kind of cut it down, kind of give it a little bit more of a sweetness, kind of yeah. kind of make it lighter on the palate. So, yeah, that yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. I I, I've realized, like in my later years, that I like cream soda more than I ever thought I did. Yeah, it's. I've always liked it. No shame. <laughs> I, I didn't like it as a kid, but you remember? So you know, Barks, right? Uh-huh. They have like that red cream soda. Oh yeah, that shit was good. <laughs> See, I didn't like that. That like turned it. It it changed my thought process to cream soda. I think for the rest of my life. Interesting. So I never liked the red cream soda, but then as like an adult, I had one of the IBC, uh, their cream soda, and I was like, oh, it was good. This is like, a, like, you know what I mean? It's like I won't drink it all the time. Same with like ginger ale. Yeah. I'll drink a lot of ginger ale, but I don't drink it like all the time. Right. Um, I, I always liked um, red cream soda. There was a, um, uh, uh, a quote-unquote restaurant in Wabash that is basically just like a, it's called B&K Root Beer Stand. It's like oh. a Sonic, but like a locally owned kind of like cool that hot dog in, stand. Yeah, we, we incorporated that into our Stranger oh, Things episode. Did. Oh, we did. Well, I, yeah. I, it's on the mind because I actually just went there last weekend. I was back home and um, my, my, my dad took me out. and Oh, it was so good. I had a, uh, I never drink root beer, but they have, since it's a root beer stand, they have like root beer on tap and they put it yeah. in like a frosted mug. Oh, it was so good. So yeah, good. That's, that's the best. <laughs> that, that's almost the only way to drink root beer because yeah. it gets real syrupy, yeah, you know, when you buy yeah. it from store or whatever. I, I agree. So, all right. Anyway, that's enough of that. So, what what about you? What are you what are you sipping on? So I am once again coming in with a truly. However, Charlotte picked up kind of an interesting one because we we had this uh, round Memorial Day. Um, I let Mick Mitch uh, pick the flavor, but it was it's actually their truly strawberry tea. Oh, okay, that sounds good. So it's like a tea seltzer, and I gotta be honest, they're pretty good. Yeah. No, I would I would fuck with that hard. I, I don't typically like the seltzers, but um, strawberry tea sounds really good. I mean, it does have a flavor. You kind of have to adjust to it. But one, it actually tastes like strawberries. Okay, well, that's good. And, and two, because it's kind of like a tea, it just has like a... It's not as sweet. It has a little bit of a bitterness to it. Mm-hmm, okay which 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 i uh which i enjoy i don't know sometimes the seltzers are just too sweet or just taste like Lacroix. i don't know this at least tastes like a tea mm-hmm. uh, okay. i feel like there's more going on it's black tea so i don't know i like them something different all right well that's what we drinking now before we get into it i've got to talk about Per requested by Kevin, I got to talk about yes, the Logan Paul. I was Paul. actually going to ask you about that. So did you did you end up watching it? So yes, I once ag- I once again watched uh, another Paul brother <laughs> fight somebody that I don't know hardly anything about. Yeah. So Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather, I watched the fight. So as most people probably know at this point, because I'm a little bit late to the game here, um, 
because we recorded on the on before it happened, mm-hmm. so we had to wait a whole week. Um, it wasn't incredibly exciting, so it was not thrilling per se. However, I will say that this fight was through Showtime's pay per view. Okay, and it was ten thousand times more legitimate. Okay, than fucking <laughs> the the thriller fucking right. thing. I mean, this was an actual fight. They had actual boxing matches happening. Like, like there was a middleweight fight, and then I, I want to say a light heavyweight or like a Walter weight fight. Okay, that actually were professional boxing fights that were recorded. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Chad Ochocinco was the first fight of the night. Are you serious? Yeah, didn't know he was a boxer. Yeah, well, he he's, he said that was one of the last things he wanted to do. He's like, well, just one more thing. i got to cross off my list. Be a boxer. And I'm I like, guess. of course, of course. Because everybody wants to be a fucking boxer. Right, yeah. So why not? <laughs> so Chad Ochocinco had a fight, and he did all right. I don't think he really knew how to box was okay. the general vibe I got. And he did all right at first, and then he kind of got his butt kicked. Mm, okay. um, so that was kind of like whatever. The fights I enjoyed the most were the actual recorded fights. Um, I don't remember anybody's name, um, but there was one fight that was really, really good. It went the distance. It was actually fun to watch. Then this other fight was crazy because this guy took the fight with a week notice because the original guy couldn't fight. And he just got fucking murdered. Okay, all right. I just, just straight up. And <laughs> but it was kind of cool because the guy who beat him kind of said like, you know, hey, I, I came to fight, and I respect the hell out of him for taking this fight with a week notice. Um, you know, it basically was like I kicked his ass, but I got respect for him because that's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm, he was like. Yeah. It's a hard thing for him to come in expecting to beat me. I've been ready for months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he's taking this fight on a week notice. So that was kind of fun. So then Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. Well, as you can tell from the highlights, not a lot really happened. Well, first off, okay, the first thing I want to talk about is Logan Paul came out with a... So I also don't know if you know. Dude, I fucking... I hate my life. I hate it. <laughs> I, I'm so involved in their fucking bullshit. So Logan Paul, first off, has a podcast. I don't know if you know that. I'm not surprised. I did not know that, but Why of course. fucking wouldn't he have a podcast, yeah. right? So he has a podcast. Okay, he also got really involved in Pokemon. Mitch, I don't know if you know. Well, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Pokemon's blown up. Again? Yeah, wait, we're, did we talk about this? I I don't think so. So there has been a massive resurgence in the Pokemon trading card game. Massive. It is a... <laughs> homie, people are fighting each other in Target parking lots because they can't get Pokemon cards. Why? Where is this coming from? Like, Because the last I heard, Pokemon Go took the world by storm five Correct. years ago, and then it kind of fizzled out. I know a couple people that still talk about it and I think still play it, but that's two people out of like everybody i talked to used to be into it (laughs) well what happened was my thought there are plenty of youtube i mean just start looking up man i forget all my pokemon youtubers dang it forget all my boys that i watch but (laughs) 
because why not this is what i do i i don't learn a new trade or anything i'm just on youtube and i'm just like charlotte will be sitting there watching tv and i'm like have you heard about this pokemon thing <laughs> holy shit honey we gotta buy pokemon cards and dogecoin and fucking gamestop <laughs> stock I can't keep up with anything. But anyways, I, I assume what happened is nostalgia hit the Pokemon market. People our age and a little bit older um, wanted to relive the magic of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Go had been out for a while. It it was, you know, it was, I think, one of the most beautiful times in America mm-hmm. uh, when we had mobs of people just chasing down Charizards. <laughs> um, we, had a, we had a united cause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but anyways... Um, People wanted to go back and relive that nostalgia, so they I, they started to buy into Pokemon cards. But the original set of Pokemon cards are the most rare. Mm-hmm. So the the first po- set of Pokemon cards that came out are the most rare and the most lucrative. So all of a sudden, the holographic Charizard that is from that first set, you know, maybe it was like a couple thou. You know, now it's like. 10 15 20 thousand dollars that is insane i never thought i threw my pokemon cards away i right i i i I heard about the whole beanie baby thing like oh that's never gonna be worth anything neither of these pokemon cards god damn it (laughs) yeah no exactly so so essentially what has happened is this this has it because everything's supply and demand all right Mm -hmm. you own bitcoin you know yep yep, uh you, you know money how yep. things work. <laughs> so, um, I start like mansplaining how. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you have two apples. I want two apples. Um, so the market skyrocketed on Pokemon mm. cars. Basically, that's what happened. Everyone was like, holy shit, how much is that? So people start buying into sets, buying them, flipping them, all that stuff. And it started going and, and it started going and going and, and, and going up. Mm-hmm. Then. Logan Paul got into it and destroyed the fucking market. Uh. Like, so he bought, so there was this um, podcast episode he did where he had all these people help, you know, buy in on this pack or on this set, on this, on this box, this brick of cards from the original set. And it was like fucking $500,000 because it's, it's all sealed or whatever. Yeah. So this guy comes on the podcast. He's got it in like fucking a Gucci bag or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, actually, this is like pound for pound more than a kilo of cocaine. <laughs> and I'm like, weird. You already <laughs> did the math on that. Right. Yeah. No kidding. You you kind of had that number. Um, so and I mean, it, it just blew up the market, dude. Mm-hmm. Now it's at a point because Pokemon, uh, the people over there at the Pokemon company basically were like, Hey guys, I hate to break this to everybody, but uh, we're making money again. Yeah. We gotta like put shit <laughs> I hate out. To break now. this, yeah. So they came out with this Pokemon Battle Academy thing, this kind of starter set to teach people how to play the trading card game and to kind of get people back into collecting. Well, mm-hmm. they did that, and they did that in spades mm-hmm. because now okay. that there's this market for it and everybody's freaking out about it. Stores can't stock enough Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going in there and buying everything they have. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so literally, I don't mean to I don't mean to derail you, but I have to tell you that. So speaking of, yesterday was Record Store Day, and mm. I used to look forward to Record Store Day. I fucking yeah. hate it now. 
Yeah. I it is the exact same people. I literally I went to I, I went to a record store yesterday mostly just because the one in town was giving away free posters and I was like I would love a record store day poster. Um, I don't even really need to buy anything. Uh, but there was this dude like right in front of me going through all the limited releases because if you're not aware like record store day is like they'll release like a thousand records and then distribute them all across record stores across the United States and. Right. Because of that, because of Discogs and eBay, the price just skyrockets infinitely, and it's, like, so gross, but it's also like, hey, if you can make some money off of it, I don't see why not, but, you know, the... The, I, I don't know, whatever in me says that it's it's just gross, man. And uh, there was this dude right in front of me that was like looking at his phone, and I was like, he's I know what he's doing. And then he just he was holding a notorious Big record, and he's like. Oh, this uh, this record's going for one hundred and twenty-five dollars right now, and it's thirty dollars here. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, man, that's uh, that's insane." Um, and and I, I think I said something like, "That's oh, gross," or something like that. But then, no one in the back of my mind, like, if he didn't buy it, I was probably going to buy it. So like. <laughs> So like I know right. I know I'm I'm a terrible person, but um, but then we go to check out and he's in front of me again checking out and I saw that he bought the notorious Big record and I'm like uh, God damn it some people um, and it's just like so the many reasons I hate record store day that's number one is like it creates this if they only put out a certain number of records that they know people want they're tr- they're just asking for people to price gouge and scalp these records at a crazy high premium um that people are going to pay for and that's a sad thing the other sad thing is these record store owners like kind of have to play the game like th- they know that record store day is going to be one of the biggest days for them but they also force them to buy a minimum of these records that may not sell well. Like I went to this, uh, actually there's a whole section in my local record store of records that are from like record store day 2016 and they've never sold like, (laughs) but they, they force them to buy these things anyway, just because, Oh, maybe there's a chance people will want this one, but they're just sitting on it forever. Um, so that's why my, my little sidebar rant, fuck record store day. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, I think you're exactly harping on the same thing, and um, and and it is that, and um, I'm I'm gonna we're gonna go a little bit deeper because I think this is interesting. I think this is actually interesting to talk about. I am so sick of fucking hustle culture <laughs> and this side gig bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, you and you do and you do that with your records, but you have a higher aspiration Mm -hmm. and what you want to do in your life yeah you want to like open up your own business one right but also like i'm still not to the extent that like i don't to be honest with you i don't know if i would have bought that notorious big record because just the thought of like stealing something from someone that would have wanted to enjoy that record just to make a profit grosses me out and that's so. exactly what I'm getting at. Like people like fucking. We listen to Gary V too goddamn much. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. I I'm so tired of that because it's just in it and it's happening that way with Pokemon. I wanted to get back into Pokemon because because buzz around it is happening. But mm. I wanted to get back into Pokemon to not start a fucking side business. Yeah. I wanted to just play fucking Pokemon, mm-hmm. and now people are making it impossible to do so because they're getting in fist fights in Target parking lots because mm-hmm. somebody got the last fucking ten right. of Pokemon cards, yeah. and it pisses me off because we're we're so preoccupied with like buying 
fucking a product and like sell and it's like why are we even doing that ah it's just uh collectors kind of start to piss me off after a while yeah because it's like stop stop collecting stop driving up prices stop doing that Mm -hmm. we just want to enjoy the fucking product right you're making it not fun anymore and and that's what i like about buying records especially like used records is um like i'm buying it knowing that i'll most likely sell it for more than i paid down the road but in the meantime i have it and it's open so i'm gonna enjoy the shit out of it like so that's why I validate. Like that's why I do it. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And and it's like, I, and I don't mean anybody that does that. It's just if you listen to Gary V, that's the first thing he says. Like yeah. go to go to a garage sale, buy that shit, mm-hmm. flip it on eBay. And it's like, no, fucking stop. Yeah. Who is on eBay? <laughs> <laughs> get off eBay. So what are you buying? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it, man. It, uh. it, it just. I think it's just. You're. I think people are taking the piss out of things that are fun mm-hmm. and it's like i mean it's kind of one reason i got out of hero clicks it's kind of one reason i never got into magic too hard you know it's just there's there's this collector price meta it's just like i just want to play pokemon cards it's capitalism baby yeah ca- yeah capitalism <laughs> oh yeah it's fuck good uh dogecoin or uh, fuck I just, I'm really just, I'm hoping we just fucking tank the whole economy at this point. I'm so done. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. I I just, I, I, I'm just, are we going to fucking pay in Pokemon coins now? The little coin you get to flip? Are we going to pay in fucking those? I mean, it's just ridiculous. But the reason, the reason we went and talked about all that is when Logan Paul came out, he had a a chain that had a holographic uh, Charizard in there. But I think also that he created an NFT of him as a Pokemon card. It, dude, it's once again fucking Bitcoin was in it a little bit. It, I I can't handle it, dude. I I'm still just, don't fully understand what NFTs are. Like, do you? Can you expand on that? <laughs> I, we've we've kind I've kind of tried, and I only barely stand it. So whereas like Dogecoin or Bitcoin is a currency. Mm-hmm. NFTs are items. So it's a thing that only exists digitally. That is straight out of a video game. Like you're spending real money to buy this virtual item just yeah, for it's the a fuck Fortnite of it? skin. It's yeah. a Fortnite skin. That's what that's that that's a it's a fucking microtransaction <laughs> in the real life. That's so stupid because all right, so the the little I've done like gaming, like when you like when I when I was super into like MLB the show, it was like, oh you can buy a hundred thousand tokens for fifty real dollars. And even then I was like, Are you out of your goddamn mind? Like I'm not gonna okay. spend fifty dollars on on Well some these- of us may have done that, so maybe just <laughs> okay, hold back on the judgment no. a bit. Oh, sorry. but like why does it does it make the game like more enjoyable no it's just quicker yeah i want cool cards (laughs) i got i never spent 50 i will say i did go back and look and i spent probably 50 dollars in total on stubs on on mob 20 but mob 21 i haven't spent a fucking dime (laughs) because i learned that it it you, you it's still just gambling yeah um but no you're totally right that's exactly it you're buying a digital currency it's worse than gambling because there's no way you can make any real money back <laughs> well apparently there is because they're because it's not like a thing that you that you have readily like there's like there's like one or mm-hmm. like so many of these nfts then okay. you could buy it but then you could sell it to somebody for uh, okay. higher the cost gotcha 
Look, man, I've resigned <laughs> to the fact that I'm going to be broke my entire life <laughs> because I just thought I started figuring out what you need to do. I, I just figured it out. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, mm. my credit. No, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I have to pay bills? <laughs> oh, right. that's, oh, okay. All right. And then they're like, <laughs> buy AMC stock, apparently, because who yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I've just. I can't, I can't, dude. I can't keep up. Yeah, I cannot keep up with it. <laughs> I don't get it. It's weird. It all. Have you heard about? We're, man, we're really going off. <laughs> Have you heard about all the like fake crypto coins? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now, I so think now, Cody Co did a video on it. He and did. I watched the shit out of it. <laughs> he did, and then it, and then it's even been more expanded upon. Like there was there was a, a crypto coin where. <laughs> Everyone bought it, and then one day everyone went to check it, and it just went to a screen that said "penis." <laughs> and it's like, what is going on? That I don't. Why? Because everybody, and I've thought about this myself. Because well, honestly, kind of one of the reasons I did invest in Dogecoin is like everybody wants to be the guy that invested in Bitcoin when it first came out. Because if you, you know, your ten dollar investment will make you a millionaire overnight. So everybody's like, all right, what's what's going to be the next Bitcoin? What's going to be the next Doge? Is it Elon sperm? Which is real, uh, <laughs> right? It could be, could be. So is I it Cummy Coin? Who cares? Yeah, let's just throw ten dollars into the all of them and see what happens. And then most of them are scams. <laughs> yes. Yes. A high percentage. And I don't know, man. I, I know the world can change. Culture can change, especially in the world of finance. But I just really think everybody got to take a kind of take a step back here. Like, so we invented banks at one point in history, right? Mm-hmm. Banks are still here. I have mm-hmm. a sneaking suspicion this isn't going to flip overnight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't think it's going to turn out that way. I think something like Bitcoin, dude, I don't know. The FTC is going to step in at some point and just crash the whole fucking thing. He's like, welcome, you know, welcome to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Guess what you got to do now? Pay taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just fucking crazy. But yeah, I, I like the sentiment behind like e-currency because you mentioned banks, like fuck banks. The banks are basically just charging you every time you run out of overdraft fees oh you don't have enough money here's you owe us 35 dollars for floating you five dollars um and then also people have learned that like you know yeah if you invest like in your in your savings account or whatever they'll give you like 0.6 percent interest back or whatever even cds is like the lowest interest um and for somebody that knows what they're doing like in e-currency can wake can make interest back way more than that like by investing it um um, so that was my little sidebar. Fuck banks. I understand why e-currency is happening and it needs to happen and it might be the future of currency, but people are definitely don't understand it and the people that shouldn't be investing in things like Doge are because they want to be the next millionaire. Exactly. No, you're totally right. I think that, you know, I, I in my head I was getting ready to say, well, like, Mitch, e-currency is just that. It's just fucking e-currency. It's not backed by a fucking physical, tangible thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm like, well, 
inflation and now the dollar has plummeted in its actual value so currency is just that man it's something everybody agrees upon also like the oh the other thing i was going to say like fuck banks is because like they're using the money you have in your savings account to also play the stocks they're making money off of your money (laughs) yeah very i mean it's yeah it's not a great system so i'm okay with it changing what i'm not okay with is being 55 years old and i'm walking around like how how much cummies for this candy bar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How much cummy coin? <laughs> I hate this. This sucks. Life sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, I hope that's the one that doesn't take off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really hoping cummy coin is not the one. But yeah, we went through anyway, all this. I am so sorry. Let's get back to the Logan Paul Mayweather yeah. fight. I need to hear how this ended. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that we both we both have spent time in existential dread on on these things. But anyways, yeah. he came out with the Pokemon card, and and I laughed my balls off for twenty yeah. minutes. Well, anyways, they get in there and they fight, and it's not very exciting. It, but to me, it was an actual boxing fight. Like, I've talked to a couple of people about it, and they were just like, "Yeah, boring." I'm like, "Well, I mean, but they boxed." Like they fought. Like mm-hmm. Logan had a couple good hits. I, I'll sum it up pretty quickly because we've spent a lot of time talking about a lot of different stuff here. I'll sum it up pretty quickly. Basically, I think that Logan Paul was actually kind of impressive out there. I think he did a pretty good job. He got gassed way too early because mm-hmm. he just thought that he could go in there and beat up Floyd Mayweather, and it didn't work that <laughs> right. way. Floyd May- Mayweather was insane. He was dodging punches like a mofo, but he didn't really throw punches. Mm-hmm. When he did, they landed. I think in the end, Floyd Mayweather could have dropped him. I, mm-hmm. It really looked like he was holding back, especially mm-hmm. late round in those six, seven rounds. Uh, Logan was done, man. He was gassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Floyd could have dropped him, but I think that there was a level of, like, why bother? Like, it, it felt... That's how I felt about the fight. I felt like mm-hmm. he was like, why bother? I'm just going to make it look good, like, you know, pop, pop, mm-hmm. and and dodge, which, I mean, it was insane to watch him box. I mean, he is a – and there's a reason he's considered one of the greatest boxers of all time. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish he would have just laid him out. I don't really know why he didn't, <laughs> right. but he so, could have easily. So when people saw the Jake Paul thriller fight, there was an obvious reaction. People were pissed off that there wasn't, like – a winner and i felt like this went the same way right because I, the, the the minimum that i even heard about it is that there were no judges so there wasn't an actual winner or a loser um, correct it's an, ex- people, it's an like, exhibition so people weren't upset by that at all like well it, it was called an exhibit an exhibition from the beginning so we knew clearly there was not going to be a winner or loser uh, okay now if you knock someone out the the reason it's an exhibition is because it's not carried over to a professional boxing record Mm -hmm. so let's say floyd Mayweather went and fought because he has an undefeated record right Mm -hmm. like he's 50 and 0 or whatever Mm -hmm. let's say he went in and fought logan paul fucking took his head off in the first round he'll forever be undefeated because it's an exhibition it's not recorded that's all that means okay so i guess that's kind of a pussy move on mayweather's part correct (laughs) but then why wouldn't you do it oh hey even if I get my fucking head knocked off, I'm making ten billion dollars, and it doesn't tarnish my record. I mean, people mm-hmm. can say all the shit they want. You know, I'm laughing my way down to the bank. 
It, that's what I don't get. I'm. It's just what it's what everybody said after Jake Paul. Like, hey, can he fought, fight an actual boxer? And I'm like, right. yeah, fucking it, dude. It. Oh my god, I get so mad because I'm like, if you want to box, box. Stop having exhibition fucking fights. Mm-hmm. Go be a <laughs> professional fucking boxer, you bitch. Right. Like it's <laughs> it's such a cop out. That's like me being like, I'll be a boxer. I'll be a boxer, homie. I'm going to go fight the retired mayor of California in an exhibition. <laughs> oh, I beat him. He was 85, but I beat him. I'm a boxer. Like, no, you're right. not. If, if you want to be a boxer, be a boxer. Yeah. Stop telling us that you, that, man, I'm serious about it. Okay, then fucking get in there <laughs> and take a couple L's. And then it's, yeah, exactly. Because it's a total cop out. Because even if you, yeah, if you lose, it doesn't count on your record. So like, oh, I've never lost a match. Technically, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how people. I respect a man that would fail. I would, I would respect a man that would get up and do something, especially mm-hmm. something like boxing, which involves getting hit in the face, which mm-hmm. is not my ideal way to spend an evening. <laughs> right. <laughs> and to lose and come out like I lost. I'm still a boxer. I'm still doing this. I would respect the fucking hell out of them. Mm-hmm. I'm buying Logan Paul merch at that point. <laughs> yes. Are you shitting me? Like this dude's <laughs> awesome. But instead, it's it and it's just going to be this. And guess what? We're going to buy it. We're going to get it on pay per view. We're going to stream it. I'm going to be there every time. Like talking about it on this fucking podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it and it drives me fucking insane. But it, and it and it's just it's the best marketing and PR in the fucking world because they're not doing anything mm-hmm. except making fucking money. They're yeah. laughing their way all the way to the bank, man. And yep. Showtime, their servers literally could not handle people buying the amount of people that bought the pay per view to watch it. God. It crashed every ten seconds. Wow. People were pissed yeah. at Showtime because a lot of them couldn't. A lot of people had to watch it illegally because they could not watch it legally because Showtime fucked it up. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, well, there you go, Kevin. That's how I feel about the fight. I fucking hate myself. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a long drive to a short distance. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it, there's there's bigger things at play. And it's very upsetting. I and I, I just yeah, because I love boxing. I've always loved boxing. I love playing boxing games. Oh yeah, I loved watching it. I've always been really into boxing, and then MMA got popular, and and nothing to MMA. I mean, those people are fucking terrifying. Um, but just like boxing went on the back burner, but now it's like fucking, it's like celebrity deathmatch. Like you right. made that joke yeah. and you're totally right. It's like celebrity deathmatch now, but nobody actually wants to be a boxer. They just want to have a big fight at Madison Square Garden called an exhibition, make $2 million. Like, did I win? Did I lose? I think I win, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, also Logan it's- Paul or uh, Jake Paul was there and I don't think technically he was allowed to be there because he was surrounded by police officers. Okay, weird. Uh, apparently, there was talk about uh, he was banned initially, but he still showed up, and they were like, well, we'll just have police go with you. Hmm. And, like, he was tweeting the whole time, like, oh, my God, my brother's beating Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> and everyone's kind of like, uh, what? What's going on? <laughs> like, they did do stats where it showed, like, Logan Paul hit, like, 17% of his punches Ooh. thrown. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather was, like, 59. Right. Yeah, that's insane. Like, yeah. Come on, homie. <laughs> right. Like, Logan Paul did good. He did good. He fought well. 
he hit Floyd. I, he popped him a bit. Yeah, dude. At the end yeah. of the fight, though, Floyd just looked like it was like another day in the gym. Like he was like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, exactly. Where's my dude, bag of money? <laughs> when Logan Paul fights Jake Paul, then I'll tune in. Holy shit, <laughs> that would be it. I wouldn't even care. I'd buy that for real. How much Absolutely. is it? I'll buy it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They just go out oh, there and do a so diss awesome. track or some shit. Like they don't even box. <laughs> it's an exhibition. That's that's exactly what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. We we did a little bit of ranting, um, and I don't think that's going to end. Um, this is going to be one of those negative podcasts that you love so much. Yeah, probably more than likely. Like I wrote like an actual like if I was writing a term paper. <laughs> oh geez, you went all out. Kind of thing. Like kinda kinda paragraph about this. So I don't think I'm gonna start with this. I think I'm gonna end it with it. Okay. Um so Mitch, today we are gathered to talk about a thing that we have brought up in a lot of episodes. To a suspicious degree, we brought it up in a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um but we've never actually sat down and talk about it. So I want to talk about it a little bit. I want to explore it. And that would be QAnon. Yeah. So I, I first heard about QAnon like a year and a half ago. And I really wanted to do an episode about it. But I wasn't re- well researched enough to do an educational um, episode about it. And that really didn't change until that documentary came out. So... Now, Correct. Finally, because I I can't be I can't be bothered to do research on my own until they make a movie about it. So <laughs> it's kind of my downfall. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, well, I think at the time we didn't have a great understanding of what it was. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. It's, it's, it's one of those things that happen culturally that, you know, it, it, it's happening. It's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like a fucking, what was that thing? Was it Coney? Oh yeah. Yeah. Coney 2012, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't really understand that until it was all done. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you hop in too early, I feel like you don't have all the info. Yeah. I'm very patient. I'm like, I'm going to wait. Because first off, I think this is all bullshit. Obviously, I think most people thought that mm-hmm. at the time. Rational people thought that at the time. Right. But we were, I, I wanted to wait until there, I, I, guess, I guess actually I'm kind of with you. I wanted to wait until there was a documentary <laughs> where I could actually like learn appropriately <laughs> about what the fuck even happened. Exactly. Because imagine us, okay, this is us doing a an episode on uh QAnon a year and a half ago before everything like kind of broke and we found out more it would basically just be an hour long episode of us just going like what the fuck man <laughs> yeah what if it's real dude <laughs> right. what if like hillary clinton does eat babies what if that's a thing like we would just i mean we would just be fucking stupid because yeah. we would have just bought into this conspiracy theory bullshit i feel right I mean, it's so outlandish. Like, I, mean, I don't think we would, but just for the sake of argument, I think I my so I don't even know where to start. I guess like I guess the place I want to start is like a short introduction, just on the off chance not mm-hmm. everyone like completely understands QAnon. The twelve people that are listening to this right now, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Google search probably do a better job than right. us. But I mean, essentially, the whole thing with QAnon, it was supposed to be this insider in the government that was leaking all this information to the american public that's how it all started 
but the information <laughs> like went it started out being like actual information about things that kind of were corroborated in some way and then it turned into like Hillary Clinton eating babies mm-hmm. yeah and then for whatever reason these very conservative people latched onto it incredibly incredibly heavily and really took it to heart and it was and and it kind of turned into like this weird meme for all these people where mm-hmm. it was like you know QAnon we believe QAnon we're going to back Trump because Trump is QAnon is benefiting Trump it was very anti-liberal mm-hmm. the whole oh, yeah. thing yeah, they were just kind of they they got so popular making outlandish statements against like liberal politicians and people on the right believe that to be true because when they first started out they were posting things that only someone like kind of high up in the Trump organization or at least politically um, would know and there was some there was some truth to that and so because of the you know they were started off telling the truth in the beginning they're like oh yeah this guy knows everything Um, I'm a full-on believer it's a it's almost (laughs) cult-like well and then Right. Then it took on this whole new level where people were so involved with Q and Q drops. And it was all very cryptic, too. That mm-hmm. was the thing, too. It was all very, like, cryptic. They had the where we go one, where we go all thing, which mm-hmm. was from, like, some shitty Kevin Costner movie nobody ever, yeah. ever heard of about, yeah. like, fucking ships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was weird, man. And, and, and they loved it and they ate it up. A, a lot of the story that we know, that me and Mitch both know, and the reason we wanted to do this episode is because there is a documentary called Q on HBO. And I highly recommend watching the entire thing because it is fucking insane. Yeah. Um,. I, I I mean I guess we're gonna spoil it. I'm I'm going to spoil it because yeah, the thing I, think I we should yeah yeah the thing I want to talk about. So I guess if you wanted to wait, stop listening now. Go watch <laughs> the twelve hour documentary and then come back and finish this, <laughs> or just go on the journey with us. So basically, the thing I want to talk about is less of the stuff in the middle, and it's more of the stuff at the start of it and at the end of it. Um, because we're both people who buy into conspiracy theories a little bit. Yeah, we talked about it lots on the podcast. I'm a sucker right. for conspiracy theories. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, there's there's some that I truly believe. And there's some over time I've kind of started to believe less, but I I but I've been like the moon landing is a big one. A lot of people give me shit about that one, and I always have to correct. I was like, "No, I don't think that we didn't land on the moon. We did. It was just the televised portion." You know what I mean? It's like, okay, something clearly was weird. Right. I believe the Paul McCartney thing for the longest time. I I told people about it. I told people about it. (laughs) I I fought for the man. Anyway. (laughs) But you know know what's so silly about that? I mean, that's been going on since they were putting out music. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's a new thing. It was just like, generationally, it was the first time we heard about it. Right. Well, I think the reason I bought into it so hard is because someone told me about like the YouTube documentary and they framed it in the context that oh yeah this is like real this actually happened and i don't even remember who told me about it but i was just like all right i'm in and then i watched it and then and i was not smart enough to realize like this is so outlandish there's no fucking way the whole time just because somebody was like oh yeah you got to check this out it's real i was like this is fucking real i'm in (laughs) 
I remember the first time I watched Loose Change on YouTube, and I was just for the longest <laughs> yeah, time right? like, push it on the left. Yeah, exactly. It's a lie. <laughs> Jeff Ford on Bill Selby. <laughs> and I will say that weird things happen on 9 11 that I don't think we have a proper explanation for. But mm-hmm. I, I, but, but as an adult, I'm not going around like, push it on the left. Right. <laughs> I do as a joke, but, um, which is also fucked up in general. <laughs> that That's where I started to back off and be like, okay. There's things that I don't understand, mm-hmm. but yeah, I shouldn't do it that way. But then I, I do believe that Lee Harvey Oswald did not kill JFK. Mm-hmm. Look um, there. Essentially, what it comes down to is we're we're willing to hear a completely different side of a story if we're giving a good enough explanation. So we are almost impressionable in that way. I feel. Mm-hmm. If it's there and you back it up and you got like kind of a cool style to the documentary, you know, we're going to listen to you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Maybe you got some cool tunes in there. You're going to sway me, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I kind of understand the excitement of being like, oh, someone's exposing the government. Someone's mm-hmm. exposing the liberals and the government for what they really are. I understand the excitement of when it started But then the whole thing started on 4chan, correct? Yeah. Did no one stop and ask? (laughs) Maybe 4chan is not the place a government (laughs) professional will leak secret classified information. Uh, I don't know, man. I think they the the reason I think it caught on so much is because like the guys behind it were so they did it really well. Like the the guy was a military guy, so he knew the the language, um, and I because they did start kind of start out small and like you know stuff that could be backed up. Um, it just got everybody on board, and they were like, whatever he says is the truth. Um, so I don't think they really questioned that it was happening on 4chan because like. What other platform would it be coming from? I mean, I guess, but like, I WikiLeaks had happened at that point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we saw how Snowden kind of did everything, and he didn't hop on fucking 4chan. Yeah, <laughs> where there is already that in, that level of edginess for the sake of edginess. Like, you know, there's there's. I mean, it, it's fucking terrible. It's kind of always been. Um, because of the depths that people will go when they know they don't have to face consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pages and the forums that exist there. Well, so I, I do want to kind of harp on... So, in my opinion, QAnon was an actual person to start with, but not very long, and it got hijacked by the people who ran 4chan. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. I can see that, yeah. So I think at one point there was somebody who was trying to actually leak information, but then I think it quickly got turned over. And then as a joke, this person decided to basically cause fucking giant chaos in the American election. Yeah. Well, I don't even necessarily think it was as a joke. I think it was, I mean, like, because the media nowadays is the more views you get on your webpage the more advertising money you get right well no because they they even said i don't think they made money off of it yeah because of the way the 4chan worked it's a thing that you can't make ad sense off of yeah that's true because it was so like yeah there's no regulation on it that's the whole point of it so you can't you know put ads on a fucking nazi homepage. yeah you're right 
you know, I, I mean, I maybe they did get a benefit, but also the biggest thing about the documentary that stood out to me is that the guy doing the documentaries is obviously trying to figure out who QAnon is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, probably going in understanding that there, it was pretty unlikely he was going to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But he did this documentary for fucking years. Yeah. And I think at the end is when he started to be like, I kind of feel like it was him. Mm-hmm. And then he basically confirmed mm-hmm. that it was him kind of accidentally. Yeah, because what was it? So the the guy like kind of accidentally let something slip. And then he kind of looked at the camera like, oh, man, I've been busted. What did he say? Do you remember? I don't uh. remember what he... I don't remember what he said, but it was very, like, instead of talking about it, like, the whole documentary, him and his dad or whatever, would always be very, like, or him and whoever that guy was. They weren't. I think it it was his dad. Was it his dad? Uh I thought so. Um, They would always say, like, well, I don't know. If if I was QAnon, if I thought about it, you know, I would do it this way. They always said very they, like, they Mm -hmm. had no idea who it was. But then he said, well, I did. He talked about it in the first person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he well, said it that way, and then it was like, wait, what? And that's yeah. when he was like... <laughs> and then they just kind of laughed about it because the guy doing the documentary kind of just knew. It's like, I yeah, I've been doing this for years. Like, you were one of the people I thought it was, and mm-hmm. you kind of just said it was you. Right. Well, so I, another, one, another crazy thing that happened was um, there was a time when the q like q's like username and password got leaked so everybody was trying to pass off pass themselves off as q um but then the one guy the the kid's son was he basically just like confirmed that okay this is the actual q everyone else is lying basically um so he so so he he had to have at least known q or he made it up or he was Q. That's, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or that. That's the so, most damning piece of evidence, I think. I, I agree. But I think, like, what, the thing that, like, really had an impact on me was, let's say hypothetically that, like, that that guy, that, this guy who was a part of running 4chan this entire time, may, I, I think at some, at some point somebody was Q and put out some information something changed and he hijacked it took it over kind of became q and then decided to turn it into essentially what to him was like a joke or a meme or a mm-hmm. or an edgy edgelord bullshit thing mm-hmm. well do you think he was, was kind of a weeb do you think it was like i don't think it was all just like a troll i i don't think he was trying to be like a meme edgelord i think there's a part of him that actually like you know, well, at, at the very least, you get you definitely got the vibe that these guys were conservative um, and did want to. I, I think there was malicious intent behind it. I think that they were trying. They were Trump mm. supporters that were trying to boost Trump's image and ratings. And they, you know, so I don't think it was all just memes. <laughs> mm. OK, that's a perspective I haven't thought about, I guess, up until this point. Because you're right, I do recall. Well, like he would drive around and watch porn. You remember <laughs> yeah, that's that part? Right. I do remember that. Yeah, that's. I mean, look, <laughs> look. I'm not going to sit here and judge the guy for watching porn. It is what it is. I'm yeah, saying I haven't seen a you know a few booby in my day or two. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. A few cockadillos. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
But if I'm running errands, I'm not like, you know what I want to see right now? Some hard penetration just right on my dashboard. Especially if there's a documentary crew filming me. Yeah, what's up, homie? Here's a bukkake scene. You want to just hang out? and? Oh, I'm at a red light? Oh, my bad. Oh, it's green? Okay. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Why? 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 So, I... I think you're well. Yeah, I, I up to this point, I felt like it was just an edgy meme lord who was just like, "Look at the the havoc I could wreak, and look how dumb these." Are. Because they had lived in America in fucking years, mm-hmm. none of that would actually affect them. Mm-hmm. That was the part that I got really pissed off about. Let's say that guy was Q, all mm-hmm. right, and he fucking somehow unfolded this whole fucking thing. You didn't have to live in Trump America, man. Mm-hmm. Like. You don't have to sit here with the racial divide that we have now in this country that we're trying to mend. You know, you don't have to deal with the fucking repercussions of that. Mm -hmm. And that made me angry. Yeah. And it's like you said, I mean, you do have a point. Like, you could tell that there was an air of superiority. And it was like conservative. Because I don't want to just be like, if you're conservative, you're a bad person. I don't Mm want to do that. Because that's not completely fair. Mm -hmm. You may oppose things that you you really probably shouldn't oppose but that doesn't make you hateful mm-hmm. yeah. right i was thinking about that because i actually I, I i was talking to my dad who's a conservative um and i we i for some reason i brought up it was while i was watching the documentary and i brought up QAnon, and um he was like oh i don't know i don't know what that is <laughs> and i was like thank christ because <laughs> like, so yeah like there are republicans out there that don't fall for this shit so <laughs> yeah, it, it it's like, and a lot of people are Republicans, not based off social issues. Mm-hmm. I think younger people vote based off social issues. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, older people, I think, will not care so much about the social issues and vote on financial responsibility mm-hmm. and financial plans. And I don't think we should hold that against them, um, at least in some sense. Let me go ahead and read what I wrote. Why don't... Yeah, I, please do. We're talking about a lot of things, but let me read what I wrote because to me this was the heart of why QAnon bothers me, why it scares me, and why I don't think it's done. Mm-hmm. It yeah, may I totally agree. Yeah, it may not have that name anymore, but it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You can't. It, it's you can't undo that. Uh, uh, you know that 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 jot that tittle. It's not. I don't feel like it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. But this is what I wrote. Um and preparation i said uh qanon itself as a whole demonstrates that we have a longing to latch ourselves onto the most fantastical idea as long as it solves our desire to be the most just or the most correct yeah we seem we seem to need things to be good versus evil as opposed to a logical discussion or debate on ideology i think that religion was the most harmful harmful thing to infiltrate politics until QAnon. It subjugated our political infrastructure and exposed the true falls of the American people. And even though now we can look and almost clearly see that perhaps at first it may have been real or at least had an iota of legitimacy, it was quickly stolen and then bastardized into what might be the biggest political stunt that has ever existed and may ever exist. Damn, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about QAnon. Um, to me, the people that latched onto QAnon and really wanted it to be true, really wanted there to be some sort of pedophilic cult in the White House, 
had nothing to do with politics. It turned into us versus them. They mm-hmm. had to be righteous. They had to mm-hmm. be just. They had to be a hero in what they were doing. And, and they had to martyr and you know crucify QAnon and make that their savior because it, there's more to American politics than being political. It's, it's a good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Democrats are terrible. They kill babies. You know, mm-hmm. Republicans are terrible. They hate black people. Yeah. It's, it's so divisive from the get. And I don't want to be a fence setter. You know, I don't want to sit there and not take a stand on something. But in the same sense, what we're looking at is nothing that is logical, nothing that is debatable. It's you're right. I'm, you know, I'm right. You're wrong. You're right. I'm wrong. Like there's no gray area. And I think through the time that we've done this podcast and had some of our deeper discussions, I think that you and me have really learned to embrace the gray in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of thinking about like, you know, the, the, one of the reasons this became so popular is like we talked about it before, confirmation bias. Like if somebody mm-hmm. says something that I want to agree with, I'll believe them. I agree with it. Um, so it kind of got me thinking like, if if there were some sort of like liberal version of QAnon where they came out and said Bush did 9/11 whatever for example um would i you know would i believe that or would i or, or would i like fight to find the truth and i think my answer is i would fight to, f- to find the truth um but also like it because it's something that you know i already kind of align myself with i want to believe it so I think that is a, a very, very good example because I think that I would sit here and say I would want to find the truth too, but I would I would want to do that. But would I just kind of want like, you know, Trump, it was like, well, this whole time Trump was fucking prostitutes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh, I really want that to be true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> would, would, we, would we take the easy route and – critically think about the things that people we respect say Mm -hmm. yeah um i don't know i would like to think that we would but in the same sense would we want to buy into a narrative Mm -hmm. you said something that i kind of want to expand upon in your little uh essay there beautiful stuff by the way um (laughs) thank you you said um QAnon is basically the worst thing to happen to politics since religion what do you think that means (laughs) it's a bold statement and I'm aware. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking a taking a strong stand. No, I agree with you, but I'm just. I, I just want to hear why. Oh, I, I mean, it, it just to me, it, it. I don't find QAnon being that different than Christianity being prevalent in politics for the same reasons. Okay, for the same reason, and the reason being is that. There is there is scripture in the Bible that talks about God chooses the rulers of the world. Okay, I'm not here to debate if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to latch onto that and really take that literally, then what that means is you think that there is a political ideology that represents God more than another. Mm-hmm. Which guess what that comes down to? Good versus evil. Exactly. Instead yeah. of any kind of political infrastructure that can allow you to have a debate because basically religion is one of the most sacred things to a human being, your Mm -hmm. spirituality. 
So if you think that no Democrat or no liberal person can truly honor God because they would they would protect women's rights and potentially allow abortion to be Mm -hmm. legal therefore nothing can ever ever be said to change your mind because not your political agenda is now tied to your inherent spirituality Mm -hmm. so what you've done is you've connected the two which means that nothing I can say can change your mind. And I don't think that's illogical because your spirituality as a human being is is sacred. It's one of the most important things to us. Mm-hmm. So when you tie that into a political agenda, you, you create that link in a chain that can't be broken. So therefore, nothing I can say to try to see you, let you see that perspective, let you try to empathize with people who have to make that decision, being mainly women, mm-hmm. um, Nothing will ever change your mind. You've made it sacred to be a certain political party. Mm-hmm. Right. That even I if, have an issue with. Even if the facts um, say that the politician um, claiming that they are religious <laughs> say otherwise. Um, be, I, the thing that bothers me the most about... I'm just going to say, the thing that bothers me the most about Donald Trump and the people that vote for him is that because he says that he's a Christian and by proxy is against abortion, they don't even care if about anything else because they're a one-platform voter. They're like, well, we, yeah. you know, I am very, very anti-abortion. Um, the dude can do anything, but as long as he remains anti-abortion, I will vote for him. Um, yeah. And that's what drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's 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 even though he has done ungodly terrible things that I won't even begin to get into. Exactly, that show you you should question his character at the very least. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> question He's the man's the morality wall over your fucking eyes. Yeah, and and and, and, and I'm I'm gonna go. I I totally agree. I find it incredibly disheartening, and it doesn't mean that people who are against abortion, like I've I've had, I get in this argument argument a lot with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I understand I'm not a woman, so I can't mm-hmm. empathize with it. But I just say, just because someone's against abortion doesn't mean they actually want to control you, okay? Mm-hmm. They just have a moral objection to it. That doesn't mean they actually want to control you. Is it what they're doing by proxy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I and, and we have a right to be upset about that. Mm-hmm. But, but if you even think that... I, if you think that Donald Trump actually is, like, anti-abortion... You're yeah, wrong. like he gives a shit. Like he, Mister Grabber by the pussy, multiple divorces. Yeah, he's the picture of what a Christ-like character should be like. I'm sure he's had a, an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably forced one of his like side chicks to have an abortion. Ah, <laughs> sorry. I am. I'm a little buzz, and I'm getting a little ranty. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> it, it's frustrating. I mean, this is like the deepest we go. But I. But mm-hmm. I, I'm going to take it a step further. Okay, I'm gonna right. go. With, I'm gonna go one one tidge deeper. Okay, QAnon was the religion for conservative people who were not religious. Okay, so what I mean by that is there is a high level of conservative people that are very religious. Okay, mm-hmm. people that are at least decently intellectual 
have an understanding of their religion and their faith system. They grew up Baptist or Methodist mm-hmm. or what have you. They've spent S- Sunday school reading the Bible. You know what I mean? They have structure. They know the terms, the things. The people who are uneducated don't know things about the Bible. Mm-hmm. They just know it's bad, right? Like, well, yeah, you know, gay people, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Abortion. Right? They don't know anything else, though. QAnon gave them something that they didn't have to study or learn. Mm-hmm. It gave them cryptic messages that they can all get together and draw conclusions from. So they got to project how they felt upon QAnon, and they made QAnon what they wanted QAnon to be. Yeah, wow. Which, to me, is, once again, it goes back to this very morality-based, good versus evil, there's no gray, we are right, Hillary Clinton eats babies, they take them down into the pizza shop, and they cut them open on a pentagram and fuck them. You know, (laughs) I don't know. Like, uh, the, the insanity that that was... They, it, it had to be that clear because if there is any gray in life, it's, it's like if you grow up with, with a good friend for years, childhood best friend, you've known him your whole life, all of a sudden you guys are 45, settled down, he's miserable, he doesn't want to live anymore because he's been gay his entire life and he's just now admitting it to himself. Mm-hmm. That's the gray area of life. What do you do when you thought this entire time that friend was straight and you've been morally opposed to people who are gay and all of a sudden somebody you've loved your entire life is now gay? Mm -hmm. I would like to think the humanity in people will make you question everything you thought you knew about that particular topic. But if you draw your line in the sand, right, how do you go back on it? Yeah. So you've spent your entire life now rallying against supporting people who oppose gay people, voting that person in the office who is going to vote down their rights as an American. How do you back down? You have to admit that maybe you're wrong. You have to see the gray that exists in life to start to allow you to question, did I make the right choice my entire life? Mm-hmm. Most people will shut down that thought process, mm-hmm. that thought pattern. Most nope, people will double down and be exactly. like, nope. Double down, I'm... get more stubborn about it. They you know, never meant anything to me. They're gone. They're dead to me. They, yeah. I know how I feel. I'm right. Nine times out of ten, unfortunately, because of their religion. Mm-hmm. So, why well, don't inherently have an issue with religion, and I wouldn't even have inherently an issue with QAnon, If it's not deified to the level that now we have to talk about extremism and fanaticism. And Mm -hmm. that, once again, is the issue. I cannot believe in things to the extent that I'm willing to hurt, harm, excommunicate, kill. You create the echo chamber. It's like you said. It's like you said, it's it's confirmation bias. You create the echo chamber, you hear no other side, and you can't think critically. But then you're ostracized, too, if you sit on the fence. So God forbid you don't actually take too strong of a stand because mm-hmm. then you're... But it's just the whole fence analogy and that whole thing, it just breeds fanaticism. And then I, 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 there are times that you may need to be fanatical, but 
I, I think in a, if you look at world history, there have been only a few times where I think everybody's agreed that it was okay to be fanatical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just sometimes wonder if we if we do maybe overuse the ability to do so. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that well, kind of made sense. I, the yeah no well that that, that, that you know it, it kind of brings up the point that like one of the cool things about the documentary is at the end they kind of um, talked about the Capitol Hill riots. Um, yeah. Which, yeah was like you know it started out being this guy that was posting some you know right-wing stuff and then honestly i think the QAnon is basically one of the reasons it became such an event the QAnon like stirred people up enough that they believed this truth and to them their duty was to create another um you know revolution and they they felt the need to they so strongly believed that Trump won the election that something needed to change and the only thing we can do is go out there and force them to overturn they you know, and that's happened in the past. Like in American history, shows us that you know riots and stuff has kind of been happened before. Like that's the whole reason the United States was founded upon. You know, we can't live under British law anymore. We have to start our own thing. So they thought that they were they so firmly believed they were in the right that they were willing to go out and break the law um, in order to try to change the law, um, which is just kind of fucked up. Sidebar: I don't know if you know this. Um, I know two people that were at the uh, the riots. So. <laughs> oh wow! Are you yeah. still in communication with them? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I never really was. Um, one I work with. Um, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and every time I see him, I uh, want to punch him. <laughs> I I just don't. I never considered myself to be liberal in the sense of like, well, I'm a Democrat. Like, I just I think I'm just liberal in the sense of like cultures are different man mm-hmm. like we're just americans we were born here we were raised here we have only been taught and have learned one side of the coin like at least be willing to hear what somebody else has to say even if you don't agree with it you know i get really fucking mad on youtube when i watch my like predator uh vigilante channels you know when they go out and they catch predators like Mm -hmm. pop squad and shit i get really mad at these fucking people but in the back of my head i still have to be like this is a person how they got to this situation who fucking knows Mm -hmm. i don't want to give them any benefit of the doubt but i at least try to say okay i i just a willing to hear something is seems rare now mm-hmm. I, and it's like i'm not gonna sit there and ever side with this fucking pedophile but i'm at least gonna have the ability to say like everything i'm being told is that they're guilty okay everything i'm being shown there's literal evidence against them but i'm willing to sit there and let them you know i'm willing i want to hear what they have to say how do you justify this behavior and they try to mm-hmm and a lot of it is the same excuses over and over again, but it's like, okay, so do we have a, do you, like, the people that I'm watching are just very much like, okay, we need to be in jail, yada, 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 but do we have another issue? To me, I try to look at the bigger picture. So, for example, just to use it as an analogy, in these predator poaching videos, nine times out of ten do people blame that they were sexually abused as a child. 
and mm-hmm. it's trauma that they haven't dealt with and they suggest that at least me may be one reason they're acting out inappropriately with minors and then everyone says well that's no excuse and i'm like well i would agree it is no excuse however do we have a deeper issue where a lot of fucking people in the world are getting sexually abused and nobody's there and we have no infrastructure to help people who are so is it just propagating pedophilia because there's not people to address sexual trauma Mm -hmm. so with QAnon, i kind of fall into that where it's like is the thing that we feel so underrepresented that we have to attach ourselves on the first thing that feels like actually represents us to Mm -hmm. the extreme that we will go just fucking take down the capital because we don't agree like is it are we that underrepresented as american people because we're told our entire lives that we have representation that we have a we have a voice vote because your vote matters right but Mm -hmm. what happens when it doesn't come out the way you want Mm -hmm. most people understand that that's just how it works that's how the cookie crumbles it's what we got it's what our country was founded on um doesn't mean it's perfect or it's divine however are we still so fucking underrepresented like are are are, do we not actually have a voice subconsciously that we're projecting ourselves onto whatever we find that you know it it, do you want to be apathetic and not vote and just say well i don't want you know the system sucks i don't want to vote or do we want to be like, well, I don't know, QAnon, uh, uh, satanic baby rituals, huh? Mm. What? Like, neither one of those make a whole lot of sense to me. Right. So it's just kind of like, well, this just seems two sides of fucking crazy. Well, okay, well, not voting isn't that crazy compared <laughs> to satanic baby rituals, but you see what I'm right. saying. So... Yeah. So another question. So you you also mentioned that you are kind of worried that it will make a comeback, but not in the name of QAnon. Um, expand on that a little bit. Um, why do you believe that? I don't think we're going to see him again. Like where they're like, where we go one, we go all. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to see it in that form. What I think we're going to see. Everything's reactionary. Especially mm. politically, right? So the Republicans had Donald Trump go to go the distance. Um, when we hit the end of the first term of Joe Biden, or, or his first term, um, the Republicans will probably go super conservative, would be my guess. They're going to have the antithesis of Trump, because they're mm. going to be like... That was a rough four years, wasn't it? I don't really work out. He kind of stopped yeah. doing what we wanted him to do and kind of started being all Trumpy. He had a Twitter. Let's <laughs> find somebody without a Twitter. Um, can we do right. that? <laughs> They're going to, I, and, I, and I guarantee you he's going to be fucking young, too. He's going to mm-hmm. be down in the age because they're going to basically play against Biden, but they're going to play against Trump. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. They're going to go back to the average, hardworking Joe. It's going to be fucking um, Bush all over again. You know, like yeah. someone well, who maybe has or has not done cocaine. I like to give Char- real quick before you make your point. I like to give yeah. Charlotte her time because she loves like old man Bush. Okay, she loves <laughs> oh, yeah. she. She's like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, honey, that man openly admitted he did cocaine multiple times. Okay, and he was <laughs> right. a fucking American president. Okay, can we maybe not be like, oh, he's got a parka on? Because <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> there was during the election they had a, a fucking Bill Clinton. 
George Bush and Barack Obama. And I was like, all right, look, I'm just going to be honest here. Bill Clinton played the rock saxophone and got blowjobs all fucking day. All right. George Bush Jr. did fucking cocaine. What did Obama do? Smoke a little bit of weed? Like, these guys are not on the same level as people. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Little Uh, mini rant. No, that's all right. So, no, they got me thinking, though, like, I don't. So Trump has basically come out and said that he he's he's going to run again in 2024 um, as long as he's not in jail. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but um, and, and I and I do know that people will vote for him again. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I, I honestly think he might run again. Like it might be Trump versus Biden 2024 again, barring that he's not behind bars. <laughs> I mean the the Republican National Convention would really have to take a step out and be like because a political party as a whole wants their people to be in office to get mm-hmm. the agenda that they want done, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to pick the best person. That's why Bernie never actually has ran for president. Not not mm-hmm. at he hasn't been the nominee to run for president. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even the Democrats are like, I don't know, Bernie. You kind of yeah. just go off about fucking taxes and debt. I don't know. It's yeah. people don't like it. Talk about you know, talk about uh, I don't know. I don't remember what Biden ran on. Right. Well, but you know what I'm saying. Well, like, no, I, even Bernie's too more... extreme for the Democrats. So, like, <laughs> right. Well, it gives me a little, little bit of hope that, um, like Mike Pence, who I've never agreed with on anything, he, um, even he was like, I gotta get out of here. I uh, can't, uh, <laughs> I can't stand by while this is going down. So, and, and then also, like after the riots, like lots of other Republicans were doing the same thing. They were trying to distance himself, um, which gives me hope. So that's all I'll say. Yeah, no, I mean that's pretty much it. Um, who? Okay, we went real deep. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna back it out. We're gonna make it light for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, I think we should wrap it up. I mean, that's really all we have to have to say. I, I, and I. Yeah, I, I think the only thing that I have to sum up what we've talked about or at least what i said was just that i don't inherently have an issue with almost anything where i start to have an issue is when we start to get into that fanaticism that extreme that it's got to be this or that and as soon as you get there i'm sorry even if you're right you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying even if you're right I don't know. We got to think about. We got to think about it in some way. Maybe. Maybe I'm a pacifist. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I have some weird ideology I don't know about that doesn't allow me to. Maybe I just agree with some weird philosophy that doesn't allow me to take too strong a stands. But I do, and I always rally against them. But it's like I'm not going to be dismissive of the people who disagree with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dismiss them outright. It's like I want to hear what you have to say, but have you given it any kind of thought? It's just like I don't know. I've I've talked to different people I work out with work, and they're like, I don't I don't want to get vaccinated. I'm like, why? You were just out for a month with COVID. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had been vaccinated, perhaps you wouldn't miss a month of work. Right. So you're telling me you had COVID now you don't want to get vaccinated? Yeah. Well, what the <laughs> fuck was the point of that then, huh? Mm. Then we should have never came out with the vaccine. We should have saved all the taxpayers' money, let everybody get fucked COVID and just fucking die. Right. Like, did you give it well, any kind of thought? Yeah. The I, I guess the deeper root of the problem is like, yes, it sucks that QAnon became so successful, but I am at I try to examine why did we let it become so Correct. popular? And it's 
it, it's kind of just, you know, when you said it's going to happen again, I fully agree with you because people, um, especially nowadays, don't want to do their own research super guilty because if i had my if i had done my research this episode would have been out a year ago um but you know we True. we've created a culture where it's okay to read a headline and then share it and not really know a whole lot about it but because it agrees but because it aligns with your beliefs um you're on board so yeah i mean <laughs> i yeah i don't know man it's hard yeah Okay, the pressing note. <laughs> I just, I just wish people could say things without it being a fucking political statement, right? Because I was talking to somebody, I had my mask on. They're like, "Well, you, do you care if I take my mask off?" I was like, "No, I don't care. I'm, just, I'm wearing mine still out of habit. Mm-hmm. I don't want your mouth juices in my mouth juices because <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers. The whole reason I got freaked out about mask was just because I realized that your fucking mouth juice, you know, your mouth spit gets in fucking <laughs> right. my mouth. Mm-hmm. That's fucking gross. I'm gonna wear a mask till I die. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't want your mouth shit in my mouth. And he, and I was, you know, we were talking about it and I was like, well, you know, it's kind of interesting. COVID aside, this year during quarantine, stay-at-home orders and with the mask mandates, we've had the lowest cases of flu cases and deaths in Ohio. Mm. It's record-breaking. And he was like, yeah. yeah, but, you know, how many of those were false positives? And I'm like, okay, well, fucking... <laughs> I guess Hillary Clinton eats babies then because fucking why believe anything anymore? Yeah. It's all, you know, I I just, I was so mad at that. I was like, ain't that interesting? No, no, it's fucking not. You liberal pussy. Um, Okay, well, let's do what you're cranking. Let's get the hell out of here. Right on. Sounds good. Um, So, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Um, I have been cranking uh, a band called Orangutan. <laughs> of course. What they, else would you listen to? The orangutan. Right. This is gonna be again super hipster. I try not to do this too often, but this is a band I'm sure no one has heard of. Um, that I just think sh- everybody should, you know, be a little bit more hip to. Um, a band from orangutan. They put out one album in the 1971, I think. Um, they are a British rock band that did like this psych rock album um kind of psych blues rock that was amazing but um nobody's ever heard of them because uh they it was just like a a studio album these musicians got together um in a studio in the 70s and recorded something kind of on the fly and then never got back to play together again nobody ever really heard from them ever again and then a couple years later um this guy in the united states um who like I can't remember I think he owned like a record label and found this album that nobody had claimed and put it out (laughs) in the United States and they're like okay I guess I own this now because nobody's ever heard of it but essentially what happened is like this this unheard of band from 1972 um the only reason it's popular is because this dude was just like he put it out under his record label, but like no, the musicians never actually got paid or anything for it. They never became anything more than just this, you know, obscure, really awesome, epic psych rock album that holds a weird place in music history, um, psych rock history. But like I, I and I discovered this. Um, I was listening to that. Um, there's that guy I follow on YouTube called Noble Records, um, and it's one of his favorite records. And I decided to give it a listen, and it's amazing. It's so 
obscure. It's not. It's not even like on Spotify. They have one or two songs on Spotify, uh, but they have the full album on YouTube. So um, the full album is only like forty minutes long. So it's definitely worth it. So yeah, check it out. Orangutan, amazing epic psych rock. No, that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> I do love shit like that. Like it's it's crazy. I'm I'm kind of hoping that will be us one day. You know what I mean? Like oh, we're definitely. like we're like eighty years old, and then all of a sudden the kids are buying like. Uh, the cryptocurrency we made you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. like did you buy the knuckleball coin and the knuckleball coin is going up man you yeah, listen exactly yeah they're so fucking dumb they don't have any idea what they're talking about um you know all our music <laughs> becomes really popular like it's like so bad it's good kind of thing right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know i want i want that to be us um yeah <laughs> that was yeah. just so funny. I was like, wait, what have you been crying? <laughs> oh, man, orangutan, bro. Have you, like, heard this really ultra-obscure 19, this 1971 album? I'm not even ashamed. Like, I knew it was going to be, like, a very pretentious answer. But, like, I just, I, and if I hated the album, I wouldn't have even talked about it. But I, I love the album. Right. That, so I think that would be, yeah, that would be the difference. You were into it. You're not into orangutan just because it's cool. Yeah, You're exactly. like, this is actually really cool good and it's also just and interesting have, and they have a cool story too like one of the reasons i like we talked about rodriguez before on the podcast yeah. um super interesting story that nobody really knows but um yeah just kind of the same vein yeah yeah no no wholeheartedly <laughs> like, would, would rodriguez's music be as good if you didn't know his backstory probably not <laughs> <laughs> but it helps it helps yeah it contributes um okay well i've been listening to something a little bit more mainstreamed i i kind of can't remember if i've actually talked about it on the podcast or not so i may be repeating myself i want to say there's a chance we talked about it off the podcast i don't really remember uh i've been listening to stevie wonder lately oh cool really vibing on stevie wonder man and mm-hmm. uh it it all stems from that album from 1973 and versions i just i had it never listened to it spun it one day was in love with it and i just keep going back to it um the first song is called too high and i think it's amazing it's like this uh psychedelic neo soul vibe in 1973 so kind of kind of like what you were talking about but what was so interesting about it is it really made me think about people like jason collier and uh a lot of these newer musicians who are these like musical savants they really just make music that to me just sounds like fucking stevie wonder Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was really interesting but yeah that's the song i really been jamming to but the album as a whole in versions is really interesting because it kind of sounds like this weird concept album it's kind of trippy and dark for stevie wonder it's not it's not the typical you know isn't she lovely stevie wonder you know what i'm saying there's like a whole skit where this guy goes to the city gets into it with somebody they think that he was trying to rob him he goes to jail for like 10 years it's wow it's 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 very brooding and it was a cool side of stevie wonder for me so it's that is really cool yeah yeah, it's been an album i've been really into lately but yeah the the first song on the album is called too high and it's it's just a great song stevie wonder doing his work i mean just the harmony the the beat of it it's Mm -hmm. i mean i i forget that stevie wonder really was a fucking musical genius i mean this guy was just I, I I mean could yeah, just yeah that's a good reminder too because yeah I'm only I'm really only familiar with his like super popular songs isn't she lovely what is that other one uh, superstitious Su- yeah superstitious yeah um, <laughs> or superstition um, yeah. Yeah, no, that I, I, I kind of forget that he's like you know deeper than that too. Oh, um, also that album has a higher ground on it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. which was I was kind of like well it's kind of a weird I I don't know yeah interesting but yeah 
Have you heard the uh, conspiracy theory that uh, Stevie Wonder is not actually blind? I I have seen the YouTube video. (laughs) I never watched it. I saw the title and I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and peace out on that. I watched it. It's damning. (laughs) Is it really? Is it really that damning? Uh, it's it's intriguing to say the least because I've heard from multiple sources that you know people that have been around him. I don't want to feed this conspiracy theory fire because I don't know if I believe it. No, go like, ahead, dude. From what I've heard, <laughs> go for it. Double down. I know we just did an episode about how much QAnon sucks because they were spreading rumors <laughs> without any real. But Stevie Wonder is not fucking blind. <laughs> okay, oh. that went off the rails. <laughs> God. Oh man, I uh, hope he's not blind and he hears this episode and he drives over to your house and kicks your ass. <laughs> right? Well, you dude, know too much. I th- I think it was I think Dave Chappelle might have a Stevie Wonder story about how he was like driving his car or something. I can't. I don't know if it was Dave Chappelle. I, I'm gonna go ahead that. and poke every hole in this theory and just that. <laughs> I think Stevie Wonder is a hundred percent blind. But I think he's like daredevil blind. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I see. He I see. sees more yeah. than we even can imagine to see, homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Right. <laughs> Have you heard his harmonies, bro? He's seeing <laughs> shit in stratospheres, man. <laughs> right. Well, that's the difference between me and QAnon. You brought up a logical point, and I, and I immediately backed down. It's like, okay, you're probably right. Actually, Stevie Wonder definitely is blind. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's some... Po- just what did it what did it accomplish for him so i that's what i want to know what did he so his entire life his entire musical career he's like i'm gonna be blind and they're like why stevie what's that gonna do i don't know has him being blind boosted any album sale ever probably not man i hate stevie wonder but he's blind (laughs) but he's blind so you you gotta buy the album you gotta buy the album (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or else I'm going to come off as this guy that hates blind people, and I'm not. Otherwise, they're going to think I'm a fucking Albius. Like, what purpose did you pretending to be blind serve? Is the, did they answer that? I have zero answer for that. No, they did not. <laughs> like, what was the goal? That would be funny. Just right before he dies, he's just like, I wasn't fucking blind this whole time. <laughs> right. they're like, why did God, you do that? I'm, uh, fucking, I don't know. You believe me, didn't you? <laughs> kind of egg on your face. Right. All right, anyways, I'll see you. I'm going to die now. Like, what? Yeah, like, what? Fucking just giant practical see, joke. I'll see you. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> Baby superstitious. Uh, <laughs> God, Stevie Wonder is kind of an asshole. <laughs> His, stoom, his his tombstone just reads, I saw this coming the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have to watch this video now. Uh, it's pretty funny. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent. No, it's super funny. I just, I don't know why it's so funny to me. Just Stevie Wonder. He's just laughing in his home like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they all think I can't see. I can see everything perfectly. <laughs> I got 2010 vision. Like, <laughs> I just, I just don't know what he what he could possibly gain from being blind his entire career. Does he get like a tax break or? Absolutely nothing. I mean, it's just a cool story, really. I also like how Dave Chappelle, like he was driving his car. <laughs> I saw the man drive well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways. All right. Let's. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're listening to. This. This was a long one. Thank you guys for sticking along. We'll. Uh, we'll see you next time. We'll be a little bit more lighthearted on the next one. We'll see about that. Oh. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter wasn't the chosen one. He was fucking blind the entire time. <laughs> uh, stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> Bye. Bye.